I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 381 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we have got a very serious topic to talk about today, and I am honored to welcome back former NFL head coach Hugh Jackson to the podcast. If you recall, the last time Hugh was here, we discussed his foundation, the Hugh Jackson Foundation, which helps the victims of human trafficking. Today, Hugh is going to tell us all about his new program called Strangers to Changers. If you missed our last conversation on First Class Fatherhood, please go back through the archives to episode 223 and take a listen. Human trafficking is a global pandemic. It is affecting the lives of hundreds of thousands of kids, teenagers, and adults. I have had the honor of interviewing Craig Sawyer twice on the podcast here as well. The former Navy SEAL and his foundation are hunting down these traffickers, while Hugh Jackson is dealing with the damage and the wrecked lives that it leaves behind. All right, so I highly encourage you to check out Hugh Jackson's foundation and the Strangers to Changes program. The links are in the show notes of today's episode. Please share them with as many people as you can. Outside of the illegal drug trade, there is no bigger criminal enterprise on earth than human trafficking, which will be number one in very short order. So please get involved any way that you can. Hugh Jackson will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Hugh Jackson was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Uh, so let's jump into today's episode here. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with the former Cleveland Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Mellon. Mellon has designed a hat in collaboration with Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols and the Lone Survivor Foundation. This united hat is designed to bring us together as a nation, as a global community, and as neighbors. It is designed to inspire hope in one another and to work together towards positive outcomes. This united hat stands for getting things back on track and working together to get us there. United we stand. The Lone Survivor Foundation will be donating $10 for every Mellon United hat sold. The Lone Survivor Foundation provides a no-cost post-traumatic program to help U.S. service members, veterans, and their families recover from combat trauma. Visit Mellon or tap the link in today's show notes and rock your United Mellon hat today. United, we stand. Joining me now, First Class Father, Hugh Jackson. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. All right, let's get an update now on your three girls. How old are they? How are they doing? 26, doing well. 23, doing really well. And 10, doing extremely well. So everybody is uh, moving forward, uh, trying to find their way in this uh, new uh, world that we have right now. Yeah, and now how did your 10-year-old, how did she uh, she fare during the entire homeschooling or online schooling end of the year uh, due to the coronavirus? How did she do with all that? Well, I think she handled it as well as she could. I think it was difficult, like I think it is for any kid. You know, you're used to going to school, being around your your friends and doing school activities, and then all of a sudden that changes. And your mom becomes your teacher. 
you're at home, your classroom is probably your dining room or your kitchen, and boy, you, you have to adapt. And I think it's just as hard for these kids to understand what's going on. And I give a lot of kudos to the parents because obviously they had to become teachers. And so uh, the moms and dads, they need a, a, a pat on the back as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely created a unique challenge for, for all the families, especially mine. We have four kids and all four of them kind of handled the online training or online schooling thing a lot differently. So each one you know, required a little bit of uh, help from us in different ways. So it's been interesting, uh, to say the least. And earlier this month, uh, your foundation launched a new program, Strangers to Changers. Mm -hmm. What was the genesis of the program and what is it all about? Well, it's a national movement. You know, we want to engage people in our own communities to go out and, and preach some positive messages. Uh, there's so much negativity that is going on. You know, we're asking people to truly become changers, you know, in their communities, in people's lives, and make sure that they do something to give back and make sure that we're promoting more positive energy uh, than we are doing anything. And we're also going to have a, a program that's going to be in uh, schools. Um, so if people want to find out more about it, they can go to hashtag uh, strangers to changers and, um, and make an impact. Because we truly believe that this movement, this movement that we have going with strangers to changers is going to make a tremendous impact on our world. Awesome, Hugh. And yeah, I'm definitely going to include the link uh, to Strangers to Changers in the description of this podcast episode. So my listeners can tap the link and get over there. Which, which communities right now in the United States are, are you guys involved in? And what has the feedback been so far? The feedback has been phenomenal. And we're involved everywhere. It's not just one specific place. It's not like it's just Ohio. We've touched people in a lot of different communities. I think people uh, we're going to continue to grow this, and I think around we, we want to get this around the world if we can. We want to make a huge impact because we think we can. We think there's enough people out there that truly want to help change the world for the better. And if we can give them a platform and give them an opportunity to uh, show and tell what they're doing to make changes in their communities, then we think everybody will join join this movement. Yeah, awesome, Hugh, and I think that's uh, so needed right now. And one of the things I want to hit on, because I know that your foundation uh, deals with uh, this, you know, the survivors of human trafficking, which is such a, uh, I don't even know how to describe how terrible it is what's going on with human trafficking around the world. And I know I, I've seen the reports that say there's between, you know, 20 and 40 million modern-day slaves worldwide. And I know right now in our country, we're seeing like a big uprise of tearing down statues of, uh, of uh, figures that were involved in slavery in this country 150 years ago, which is an important part of history to be addressed. But it seems like right now, currently, we have a huge problem worldwide with this human trafficking and there's no marches. There's no um, uproar about it. We don't see any news coverage about it. Why is it not more predominant? in the news media and why don't we see all these marches and uh, an outpouring of uh, anger and hatred towards what's going on with the human trafficking? Well, I think you said it. I think it's not as well known and it should be. Anytime you have 40.3 million victims, you would think that people know more about just this issue that has plagued um, America for forever. You know, uh, this is a global industry for these particular people where they're making between 90 billion and 120 billion dollars a year off of this you know just humanity itself would say that somebody's got to do something about this so it's a problem but why 
to answer uh, the question that you asked, I just think education, really truly being educated on what human trafficking is and where it's happening at, I think people would be amazed if they really just took a look and said, wow, this is in our communities. This, it might be in your families. It might, it's right in your own backyard. And I think people need to pay a little bit more attention to those, those issues. Yeah, and the damage it, do, it does to kids. I know you see it on your end of victims. I mean, what it leaves behind is just absolutely devastating. Now, have you seen any kind of numbers on since the coronavirus? Has that, have you been seeing more victims coming in of human trafficking? Has it kind of uh, helped, in a sense, the, the human trafficking, or has it slowed it down a little bit with the pandemic? I don't think it slowed it down. If anything, uh, it's made it a little worse. Because if you think through it, these victims now, where do they go? You know, uh, it's hard to take a lot of people in because of the pandemic, because you need to be quarantined for 14 days, which allows that particular person to still be at risk. Uh, it also, you know, when you think of the first responders and the officers that can deal with these particular people, I mean, we have officers who are not even going to work right now, you know, because of what's going on. Uh, and so it's hard to get people to get these victims um, an opportunity to talk about their stories and about what's going on, what's happening to them, just because of what's happening in the pandemic. And everybody's trying to stay as safe as they can. So I understand that. So I think it's more of an issue now. And I think it's really, really hard uh, for people who are uh, being victimized by this terrible, terrible situation. Yeah. And I think I, I would imagine that uh, obviously other than death, the, the worst fear for any parent would be that some stranger snatches your kid off the street and, and sells them into slavery or sells them into uh, sex trafficking or any of that stuff. So what, what kind of advice could you give to dads or just parents in general out there? What kind of steps or precautions can they take to make sure that their kids are safe or, or look what kind of signs can they look for to hopefully avoid some type of this disaster? All right, dads, the barbershops are finally open, but I can tell you right now, there's hair in one place they're never going to cut, and that's right around the area that made you a father in the first place. And when it comes to such a delicate area, you need the right tool for the job. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that is waterproof with skin-safe technology designed to reduce nicks or tugs in those valuables in your short pants. Also, Manscaped just released their Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file so you can pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to save 20% off your order, plus get free shipping with my special promo code FATHER. Visit manscaped.com and use the promo code FATHER and save 20% off your order, plus get free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code FATHER, and you can shave that unwanted hair in your underwear today. I would imagine that, uh, obviously, other than death, the, the worst fear for any parent would be that some stranger snatches your kid off the street and, and sells them into slavery or sells them into uh, sex trafficking or any of that stuff. So what, what kind of advice could you give to dads or just parents in general out there? What kind of steps or precautions can they take to make sure that their kids are safe or, or look what kind of signs can they look for to hopefully avoid some type of this disaster? I think the first thing I think parents got to understand that these people who are preying on our children are very astute in all areas. They understand the social media platform world. And that's a really where it starts right now. You took everything out because of pan 
because of the pandemic. It's the ability to get these particular uh, students, I shouldn't say students, these particular victims through social media. So my advice to every parent is make sure you're involved with your kids on any social media platform, understand their passwords, understand who they're communicating with. I'm sure uh, parents are struggling a little bit because the kids are home more than what they're used to having them there. So kids are now finding other ways to find entertainment and it's normally through your phone, through your iPad, through your computer. So I think parents got to really understand how these victims, I mean, how their children can become victims by just social media. And they think they're doing the right thing by them having a phone or them having all these particular uh, devices to, to uh, take their time. But you got to understand that these particular people are finding ways into those uh, devices to cause issues for your family. Yeah, and well, one of the things, getting back to saying the, uh, the online schooling, uh, my, my one son, one of the things that I, I don't like about the Google Classroom that the kids are, my kids are using is, is that they're on the devices now so much more, especially during the pandemic. And like with my one son, uh, I got to watch him like a hawk because he'll be on some other website and then click off the screen the minute I look. And he's very crafty like that. But I, I just worry about him having more time on the screen. Are you seeing... Like, is the majority of the way these got perpetrators getting to the kids through the internet, through online, or are we seeing, like, the old school pull up in the red van and snatch the kid off the street, or is it more of a, a finesse through online sources? Is that the dominant factor, the way they're getting them? I think the uh, dominant factor has been online, you know, and obviously there are, you know, obviously history of people snatching kids off the street, but I think the way they really get into them is – through the social media, because what they do, they prey on these kids and they find something that these kids like, you know, whether it's promising them something or giving them something, whatever that is, and then it leads to something else. Here comes, I, I would tell parents, please look in the mail, things that are coming for your kids that are, that is different than what they've ever got before. You didn't get it. And here comes something and you think your kids want something or something like that. That's not the case. It's probably some human trafficker who is sending something to your child in order to get their attention. So you, you just said it. I think parents need to watch their kids like a hawk and make sure they understand exactly what they're doing at all times, especially during this pandemic time, because they have no other outlets uh, for the most part. There's not a lot of sports going on. There's not a lot of activities going on, but they're on these devices. Like you said, almost, you know, 16, 12 hours a day. So we have to be very careful. Yeah, and the one thing, like when I was a kid, you know, the, the playground, everyone was together. So if you saw a stranger, we were taught to look for strangers and you could kind of identify. So it was harder for these guys to do that. And now they just have direct access to just a whole pool of kids and nobody even knows that they're there hanging around and they pose as, you know, young kids themselves. It's just, it's just yeah. horrifying. And one thing I want to say, uh, earlier this year, the president uh, signed an executive order on combating human trafficking and online child exploitation in the United States. Is this a step in the right in the right direction? And has anybody from the White House or the federal government been involved or in contact with your foundation to support what you're doing? Not yet, but we truly believe that's going to happen here soon. But you said it. I, I am so excited about that part of it, uh, that the president has signed that declaration, because we need that to happen. We need to make this a, a issue for all to combat. And, and again, the only way it starts, it starts at the top. That's the only way change happens. And, you know, we always talk about things that happen in public. We're talking about what's going on, but the true change, the true changers of this happens in private when you really talk about how are we going to really 
strategize to make this thing go away. And we might never make it go away, but can we make a big enough dent to where all of a sudden that we're seeing people really understanding what human trafficking is? Yeah, I love the fact that you're actually doing something about it because we hear so many people talking and not enough action and you're taking mm -hmm. action here because that's the only way any change is going to happen here if we have any hope for the future to be different. And I, I love what you're doing. What, what is the future here for you now? Uh, uh, what's the next step for Strangers to Changers? Uh, and what, what kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future? Well, the Strangers for Changers is, is the first thing. You know, we want to make sure we push this. And I, I'm behind it 100%. Kimberly Demerit, she does a great job uh, for the foundation. Uh, she's got this thing up and running, and we think we're on the on the runway and, and going to make a huge impact. So that's first and foremost. For me, I'm just really looking to uh, continue to do everything that I can first to make an impact in someone's life on an everyday basis uh, the best I can because I want to be a changer myself. I don't want to be a stranger. I want to change things. And then if there is an opportunity for me to get back into football, then I'll do that. But the most important thing going on right now is, is helping our human race uh, to be better uh, than what we've been. There's so many things going on, as, as we mentioned, all the social unrest that's starting to happen. Um, I want to make sure that I'm there to make a change in those issues. Yeah, well, uh, I'm very thankful that we have people like you that are out there making this difference and leading the way because God knows we need your voice. We need your presence right now in, in our society, which is just um, it seems to be out of control at the moment here. So um, uh, uh, thankful for you. And last thing I want to hit you with here, you I know it's the second time around for you. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad out there or that about to be father who's out there listening? In, invest time in your children. I understand jobs. I understand um, other commitments that you have, but these kids are truly the future and they're going to be the changers in the world. So let's leave the right uh, impact uh, for our children and do anything and everything that we can to assist, uh, to educate and to put them in position so that they can have a very successful life. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me to have you back on the podcast. Hugh Jackson, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Hugh Jackson for coming back on the podcast here. That was so awesome. Please hit me up on uh, Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And please, get involved. Get over there. Use the links. Check out the Hugh Jackson Foundation. Check out Strangers to Changers. Get involved in any way you can, even if it's just simply uh, sharing those links on your social media. Human trafficking, child trafficking, uh, child sex trafficking. This is a major, major issue all around the world. World. So anything that you guys can do out there to help uh, would certainly go a long way to helping extinguish this evil that has really overtaken the planet. All right, tomorrow we're going to end this week on a much lighter note. The founder of Tactical Baby Gear, Beeve Brody, will be joining me to close out the week. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>